0: The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Well, hello there. It's the first show of 2019, The Fairly Spiritual Show. I'm your host, Pastor Doug Bursch. So glad to see you. So have you succeeded at your resolutions or have you succeeded at failing? <laughs> Don't worry, there's always next year. Hey, uh, I did a word study on scoffer. Yes, yeah, scoffers. And I guess the Bible has a lot to say about scoffers, and I think that would be a good focus for today, for the beginning of the year. Maybe we don't need to do a bunch of stuff. Maybe we need an attitude adjustment. So we're going to look at scoffing on today's Fairly Spiritual show. Enough seems kind of funny. We're going to look at scoffing. Scoffing, that sounds like some sort of dance by a punk band. You want to go scoffing today? Uh, Anyway, I was looking at a scripture that mentioned there will be scoffers in the last days, and it's kind of an odd word, so I went and did a word study on it, and the Bible has much to say about scoffers. You scoff about that, do you? You say the Bible doesn't have much to say? Well, do not scoff, because I will give you several scriptures that pertain to scoffing. But before we use scoff more than any other time in any show in the history of Christian radio, I want to give you a few announcements. Uh, Every church-related program needs to have announcements, so it's announcement time. Uh, One thing I want you to know is if you have a oh, a desire to fail at something. If you're someone who says, you know, I like doing those yearly Bible reading plans uh, that I never succeed at. Well, I have one for you that's very fun. If you want to not succeed at something, but do it in a fun way, we've got one at my website. You say, Doug, it's already, uh, you know, into the year. You know, this is not January 1st, We're already at January 4th. I'm already behind. Don't worry. You can start the plan now. You're not going to finish it anyway. Why not just start January 4th? We have a thematic Bible reading plan, a new one every year. The last four years, a friend of mine has given us a new thematic Bible reading plan where he tries to have a similar theme with the Old and New Testament verses where it all goes together each day, and so it's for free uh, on our website. yes, it's for free because my goal in life is you know to be poor. but you can go to the website and find that thematic Bible reading plan where you can read through the Bible in a year and uh, it's not that I don't believe you're not going to make it through the Bible in a year. It's just that I don't believe you're going to make it through the Bible in the year uh, because you never do, right? Um, there's someone right now who is getting really upset. Good for you that you make it through every year but the rest of us we fail. Which, which I think I want to do a little intervention with you here. If you never make it through, let's just be honest, okay? You never make it through. You start strong. You make it through Genesis. You make it through Exodus. You make it through one of the Gospels. You make it through some Psalms, but you never make it through. Why not do this? Why not start where you left off last year? Just admit to the fact that you're not going to make it through and turn your one-year plan into maybe a 10-year plan or a five-year plan and just start where you, you're not going to do that, are you? I, I just know, you know, this year, I'm going to make it through, Doug. Get behind me, Satan. I can do it. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I know you can, but I don't know if you can do this Bible reading plan in a year. However, for those of you who think you can... You can go to fairlyspiritual.org. How's that for selling a plan? Go to fairlyspiritual.org, and you can find the thematic Bible reading plan for this year or past years, and uh, you can make it through the Bible in a year. Sure, I believe in you. You can do that. Uh, If not, you don't have to do it in a year. You can just start and go through the Bible in two years or three years, because I don't know if you know this, nowhere in the Scripture does it say, thou shall go through the Bible in a year. It's just not in there. So uh, you can go to the website. You can also support this show for it to stay on the radio, to get counsel like that. I don't know if you get counsel like that in other radio shows. I don't know if you get that honest counsel where they look you in the ear, because I can't look you in the eye. I guess look you in the ear is kind of weird, where they say, you know, you're not going to succeed at this. So I'm being honest with you. If you want that kind of honest radio to stay on the air, then we need some donations Uh, I need at least every show one person to give $100, and as we know, coming out of the Christmas season, we all have just extra money (laughs) just there, right? It's just floating around, right? (laughs) So if you have an extra hundred just floating around, feel free to go donate at fairlyspiritual.org, and I will appreciate it greatly, and so will the other listeners who get to hear the show stay on the air. Um, And also, uh, my book, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor, it is a bestseller in my parents' house. Uh, My mom and my dad have bought many copies. I would love you to outsell them, so please purchase a copy as well. Uh, So uh, I wanted to get into this concept, the concept of being a scoffer. Uh, The Bible has much to say about scoffers, which is interesting with many words that are used in our culture uh, i guess the our culture doesn't use scoff that much but i've noticed like for instance a word like kindness i was uh, when donald trump was elected i i mentioned some things about kindness that I, I wasn't actually before he was even elected that i i think our leaders should be kind and people got really upset at me about that like well you know he's not being you know supposed to be a pastor he's supposed to be the leader of our nation and I just did a word study on kindness, and kindness is not a secondary attribute in the kingdom of God. Kindness is a sign that you are a Christian. Kindness is a sign that you are yielding to God. If you're yielding to God, you'll be kind. If you're not yielding to God, you won't be kind. People who yield to God, who are surrendered to God... If, if someone says, you know, the Bible is my favorite book... A sign that they are surrendered to the Bible is their kind. If they say the Bible's my favorite book and they're not kind, they're lying. They're just liars. So, in that context, instead of listening to what people's opinions are, where they go, Well, I don't think kindness is important in a president, or No, 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 no. As Christians, it's very simple. We just go to the Word of God. And you can do a word study. You can go, Doug, I don't, I don't agree with anything you just said. You can get mad at me. Fine. Just search kindness. Kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. So if the Holy Spirit is in you, you're going to be kind. That means if God is in you, if you're yielded to God, you're going to be kind. Period. Or if you're not kind, you're going to repent of not being kind. There's no way for someone to be a leader and not repent of not being kind. You can't be a Christian leader. You can't be a leader of any integrity if you're not kind. Period. If, if you're, I've seen people do this, well, you know, I'm, I'm just a leader and leaders gotta be jerks. Well, not Christian leaders. Christian leaders who are jerks are not Christian leaders. They're worldly leaders. They're evil leaders. They're wicked leaders. A Christian leader would be kind. And all you have to do is do a word study and the Bible is full of ex- explanations of what kindness looks like. And, and also not only what kindness is, But the opposite of kindness, people who are divisive, people who are arrogant and proud and rude and boastful, people who won't take correction, people who are wicked, people who are scoffers. Now, this isn't uh, the definition for Greek or Hebrew, but, but here's just a definition of a scoffer, someone who jeers or mocks or treats something with contempt or calls out in derision. And some synonyms of it are flouter. I, I I don't know what a flouter is. I guess a flouter is a scoffer, um, a jeer, a mocker, and uh, it's a disagreeable person, an unpleasant person, a person who is not pleasant or agreeable, a scoffer. And I was reading the beginning of Psalms, Psalms 1-1, and the first psalm, starts with this, the first psalm. And again, the psalms are something you sing, so I wonder how this was sung. But here's the first psalm. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water, that yields its fruit in the season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. So the first psalm, the psalms start out with this. You know who's a blessed man? Someone who doesn't hang out and take their cue from the wicked, from sinners, from scoffers. And I thought about this, and the context is, I was on social media. I was on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Fairly Spiritual. And I was seeing a bunch of Christians scoffing. Sometimes when Christians don't like certain groups or certain individuals, they look for that individual to make a mistake, or they look for that individual to say something they disagree with, and they, they find their enemy, the Christian they don't like, the theology they don't like, the person they don't like, and they wait for them to say something wrong, or something that sounds foolish to them, or something that's just not theologically correct. And then they begin to scoff. They begin to jeer. They begin to mock. They begin to deride. And those behaviors of mocking and jeering and deriding the individual, those aren't Christian and they won't bring about the fruit of the kingdom. We're gonna take a break and talk more about this and maybe about where scoffing is a part of our life, not just the life of others. More to come. All right. Thanks for listening to this show. I so much appreciate you listening. I'd love it if you'd text the show to say, hey, I listen. I'm glad you're on the air. Send me a text. So here's the number to text me. 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. 360-818-4513. You can also go to our website to find past podcasts or our daily reading plan. You can go to fairlyspiritual.org fairlyspiritual.org. And yes, your donations keep us on the air. We won't hound you to donate, but we do ask on the radio, please donate, fairlyspiritual.org. Thank you so much. Okay, so uh, on today's show, I wanted to talk about scoffing, and a couple things uh, precipitated this. One, I was seeing on Twitter, this is what happens in social media, and if you're not on Twitter, you're not on Facebook, and that's fine but some of you are and and it might not be on facebook or twitter it might just be in your church it might be in your family it might be in your neighborhood or in a if you're in in a, a a dance team a dance mother or a soccer club where there are individuals that people begin to spot you know they're like oh that guy we don't really like that guy we don't like that guy's theology on twitter or we don't like that pastor he's the mega church pastor no one likes or whatever, we pick somebody that we don't like, and once we pick that person as someone that is theologically incorrect or someone who is on the, you know, they're just not in our group, then we feel we have the right to deride them, to scoff. Scoff is a great word for that. It's to mock and to treat with contempt, and I see this on Twitter, and I see Christians do this, I see both progressive and conservative Christians do this, and it breaks my heart because it's not Christian. I saw a bunch of uh, Christians making fun of someone who wrote... He wrote a thing about loving the Bible, and and he said you should marry your Bible. Now, whether that's the best way to talk about loving the Bible, people don't like this this group. They don't like this person. And so they latch on to that, and they scoff. They make fun of, they deride. They mock this person and they mock someone saying, "Mary, your Bible and it's not just limited to one group groups do that, or we do that when we're in i don't know maybe maybe you've never done that, but you can see this happen when you're in a like a, a soccer club or a any kind of sports club, and there's one person who's known as a little bossy or a little you know controlling, and they do something and everybody begins to What they did seems kind of negative or inappropriate, and we begin to scoff at it. The first thing we do is we deride it, or we mock it. The first psalm is a song about scoffing, which I don't think we sing this much in our church. We don't sing... here here would be the song, like, uh, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. You know, we just, we just don't sing that. I, I don't think that was the tune of Psalm 101. But we don't sing that. Yet it was so important that the first psalm started that way, that it's very important that we don't spend our time scoffing. Instead we are supposed to spend our time delighting in the law of the Lord, meditating upon the Word of God. I was looking at some other scriptures for this. Proverbs 9, 7. Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse, and he who reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. This is a fascinating scripture because it it tells you the dynamic of if someone is a scoffer and if you are a scoffer. In social media, this concept, if, if someone is out of control, if someone is being very critical, if they're constantly tearing people down, if they're constantly causing derision and divisiveness, you can't reprove that person. You can't correct that person. If you try to bring any correction, if you come in and say, you know, that seems a little harsh... If someone's a scoffer, the first thing they'll do is be defensive and they'll attack you. They won't say something like, hey, thanks for pointing that out. I, I, you know, they could even say, I think I'm right in what I'm saying, but, you know, if you feel like I'm being a little divisive, I appreciate you saying that because I, I want to work at this, or I appreciate that opinion. Scoffers immediately defend everything, and they will attack you as well. And so that's a sign for me. A sign that I'm a scoffer is that when I hear even, let's say, a show like this, the first thing I would do is to defend everything versus go, okay, where's that in me? Where where where's that behavior in me? Do, do I do this? Once someone I see them as an enemy, or I see them as someone who's not you know, has the wrong theology or the wrong behaviors, do I now believe that I can deride them and mock them when they do things wrong? The Proverbs says this so well. It says, Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abused. Like once someone is in that position, they won't take correction. Proverbs 29:8 says this: scoffers set a city aflame. So that spirit is constantly attacking, is constantly causing division. It's the person that in the church, you're the one who's always causing conflict. And it's not just because you're telling the truth, it's because you're a scoffer. You know, people say this, they'll go, you know, Jesus turned over tables, so I'm turning over tables. Jesus is known as love first. And because he's known as love, he could turn over the tables in the temple. But there's no doubt about it, Jesus is known as love because he died for every single person in that room where he turned over those tables. Are you known for love? Are you just known for turning over tables? Because if you're just known as the person who causes the conflict in every meeting and in every room you're not loving, you're a scoffer. And if me saying that to you makes you mad, you're a scoffer, period. See, I don't do this show to make friends. I do this because I'm trying to be obedient to the Word of God. And I could defend myself, or you could defend yourself, but if your actions continually set things aflame and ablaze, and you're unwilling to take correction then you've got a problem. And once someone disagrees with you, you feel like you have the right to mock them and to deride them, then, then you have a problem. Proverbs 29.8 says, Scoffers set a city aflame, but the wise turn away wrath. If a wise man has an argument with a fool, the fool only rages and laughs, and there is no quiet, bloodthirsty men hate one who is blameless and seek the life of the upright. A fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds back. That's why wise leaders don't vent and rage and fly off at the handle. Wise men and wise women know how to control their temper and control what they say and when they say things. They have a gentle spirit. So I, I want to get at, I think, what's the core of all this, why we scoff. 2 Peter three three says this, Uh, Knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing following their own sinful desires. So 2 Peter 3.3 says that scoffing is an issue of your own desires, following your own desires. You're not submitted to God. You're not submitted to the Spirit. You're submitted to your own desires. And then Jude uh, 17-21 through really gets at the heart of this. But you must remember, beloved, the prediction of the apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time, there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions, worldly people, devoid of the Spirit. That's the important thing, devoid of the Spirit. But you, beloved, build yourself up in your most holy faith, and praying in the Holy Spirit, Keep yourself in the love of God, waiting for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. See, this is where we get at it. We are scoffers when we yield to our own passions and not to the leading of the Holy Spirit. We are dangerous when we think we are the mediators, are the mitigators, are the defenders, are the arbitrators, Are the ones who get to decide what people get to receive or not receive. That's not our role. Our role is to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and to be ambassadors of Christ's love. And we know the good news of the gospel is this, that Jesus Christ reconciled all when we were all enemies of God. That he extended the love and grace and goodness of God to all enemies of God through his death and resurrection. And so our job and our assignment is not to be right, but to be reconciling. Not to prove how great we are and how terrible other people are, but to bring the same reconciling love that was given to us to others. So when we encounter someone we disagree with strongly, it's not our job to scoff. It's our job to love and to reconcile. It's our job not to follow our own desires, our anger, the anger that rises up when we're upset, and the the rage and the desire to repay. It's our job to surrender to God and to surrender to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I want to ask you a question. Are you known as a scoffer or a peacemaker? In your social media practices, are you a scoffer or a peacemaker? Do you just You post things about what's wrong with this person and that person and forward on this thing and forward on that thing and and forward your divides and your divisions and cause conflicts and derision? Or do you find a way to communicate in such a way that you're trying to bring the light and life of Christ into every situation? Do you set things ablaze or do you bring the peace of God into the room? This would be a great focus for the coming year, wouldn't it? Psalms one Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his or her delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates, she meditates, day and night. He or she is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And all that he or she does, he or she prospers. Psalms 1, 1 1-3 I don't think we can prosper in the Lord if we're feeding that derisive spirit. It's so easy to gather with people and just to be critical. It doesn't mean that we don't point out what is sin and what is wrong, but even when we point out what is sin and what is wrong, we do it for the purpose of bringing love and truth and light into the situation. How are you talking about your family, your friends, your pastor, your school, your soccer club, your work, your boss, everyone around you? Are you a scoffer? Are you bringing derision? Or are you bringing peace? Are you a peacemaker? Who are you? Father God, I ask that you would help us. You would show us the importance of our words. You would show us the importance of how we talk, and that as Christians, we should be radically different from this world. Help us, Lord, to be radically different. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback. You can text me or call me at 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513, 360-818-4513. Or you can go to fairlyspiritual.org to look at our reading plan, fairlyspiritual.org to donate as well. Make room for the Lord. He knows you by name. He loves you dearly. Thank you for listening to the show.